Hey friend, welcome back to the Modern Hairstylist Podcast. Okay, so you get a text, right? You get a text from your client. It's like the morning of their appointment and they text you and they say, hey Susie, because your name is Susie now. I've declared that. <laughs> hey Susie, I know that my appointment today is at nine o'clock and I'm so sorry to do this to you, but unfortunately I had to bring my son to the hospital this morning because... He was having really hard time breathing and it was like totally out of nowhere and it was unpredictable. I'm really sorry that I won't be able to come in. Can we get rescheduled for another time? I really appreciate you and I don't mean to disrespect your time, right? You get this text and of course you feel bad for this woman, right? Like, of course you feel bad. You hope that her son like is okay and that like everything is cool. And at the same time, you're like a little peeved, right? Just like a little bit. Because you're going to lose out on your income that day, right? Like, you can't fill in an appointment. Like, that's happening in, like, an hour from now. You know, like, it's just impossible. So, of course, you're going to be a little bit peeved and you're going to be out on some money. Because if we're not doing hair, we're not making money, right? And so, like, let's say you do have a cancellation fee in place. Let's let's say that you do have a policy in place or policies in place. Do you charge this person the cancellation fee? Or do you secure your income? Like, do you make sure that no matter if you're doing hair or not, that you are going to make money? Because I think that's what we deserve as hairstylists. We deserve to have predictable income. That's why I love making sure that you are priced for your time and that you are making money no matter how long it takes you to do a client. But we have to really consider the fact that our businesses, our livelihood and our income is built off of like real human experiences and people feeling like they have real human connections with you and sharing core values with you and you know, we just create really intimate relationships with our clients. And whether whether we are creating these intimate relationships or we are completely boundaryed and like and we treat our clients and the clients view us as these big massive corporations with no human face in front of them, regardless, doing good business is being a good human and being a good human is doing good business. Like period. Like, you would be pissed off if a corporation, like, or whatever, didn't give you a refund because of a really extraneous, like, un- unexpected circumstance, right? Like, it, it, you would be upset. Like, you would think it was ridiculous. You would be upset that somebody didn't have empathy for you. And so what I'm getting at here is I think that people go a little crazy with charging cancellation fees. And I think that there's a lot of things that we need to consider before we just go ahead and charge it. And uh, I want to break down those things with you today. And I want to help you come up with a decision for whether you should be charging people in the moment or whether you shouldn't. And also help you become a little bit more prepared for when these things happen. So that way they're not such dreadful, intense decisions. So if you're ready to get into it, let's go. Let me guess. You are a hustling, bustling hairstylist behind the chair, working so hard to build a beautiful career for yourself. One that gives you time, freedom, and energy to spend with yourself, your family, and your friends. But you feel like you're always working in your business, even when you're not behind the chair. My name is Hunter Donia, and I help you automate your systems and implement really beautiful strategies so you can grow your business without the overwhelm. And this is the Modern Hairstylist Podcast. Okay, so the first thing that you want to ask yourself when you're trying to decide if you should charge a cancellation fee or not is, is this person an ideal client, right? Is this person somebody who like would probably stick around with me for a long time? Is this person somebody 
who invests in me and my business? Is this somebody who sticks around for the price increases? Is this somebody who cancels often or is this somebody who never cancels, is always on time and schedules appointments like when they're supposed to, right? Though that is, this is like one, this is like the question. Like this is the the question I always ask my students whenever they're asking in our Facebook group because we have like a super supportive community and people ask each other for advice all the time, which is so great. But the first question I always ask is, is this person an ideal client? Because that will really help you in your decision. And I want you to think about when I say ideal client, I don't want you to just think about if they bring you joy. I also want you to think about what it looks like on paper. Like how often do they come to see you? Do they really just come to see you once a year or do they see you four times a year plus, right? Do they refer new guests to you, ideal new clients to you? Are they sending other more traffic your way? Um, Are they well-known in the community? Do they shout you out on social? Are they like really, truly like within your niche and specialty, right? Those things are really important to consider because what I want you to think about if you don't charge the cancellation fee, right? Like if you forfeit that time and you don't make money in those two hours that that person just canceled you on, let's say, I want you to think about the investment, the return of investment of you losing that income, right? I want you to think about you losing that income as you investing income into a long-term relationship with that client and what your ROI looks like on the back end. Because if that client has an amazing experience with you in this extraneous situation, then that will be a client for fucking life. These are the moments, like these are the customer service moments that set you apart and really build brand loyalty. Like this is the make or break for a lot of people as far as consumer behavior goes. I remember there was one time where, and this is like different, like this wasn't like an extraneous circumstance per se, but but it, it is an example just coming from my own personal perspective. So I was going to Miami with a lot, with a couple of my friends um, a couple years ago. And I'm like an Airbnb whore, okay? Like I... <laughs> I have stayed in, I swear, I've stayed in like 25 Airbnbs in my lifetime. And so I'm obsessed with Airbnb, okay? So I booked this Airbnb in Miami like months ahead, like super far in advance, okay? I booked the gig and it's like maybe two months later, okay? Still like four months out from our trip. And I get a message and it says, hey, like we had to cancel this reservation. Unfortunately, the tenant or the um, the landlord or the the host, the host, the host was not allowed to actually be hosting tenants here. So so we have to cancel your reservation. I was like, OK, whatever. Cool. I'll just like book a new one. Right. So I book a new one. It's all good. It's a month before our Miami trip. And we get the same message for this new Airbnb. Okay, then we yet again, a month out, we get canceled on this reservation and it would be fine if it wasn't a month out and prices weren't going to be so much higher because of the time frame. Right. So I was like, okay, this is the moment that I decide whether I'm going to be doing business with Airbnb or not moving forward. Right. Like this is the moment. Like this is the moment. So I reached out to customer service and they took such good care of me. They gave me so much credit towards rebooking an Airbnb that covered the expenses and the difference in the in the time frames and the price or whatever it may be. And I was like, I will be booking with Airbnbs like period for the rest of my life. Right. So a great customer service experience 
can create a loyal ass customer. And I want you to think about, would you rather get, I don't know, 50% of what the service was going to be in that two hours? Or would you rather get a lifetime, right, of a long-term client who speaks nothing but great things about you to other ideal clients, who is bringing you in more income, who you enjoy seeing, et cetera, et cetera, right? Caitlin, what are your thoughts? I completely agree. And I, I don't know that I can really add anything. I feel like you said it like so perfectly. it's never easy because it is like there's no like right or wrong answer here like it's basically like do what you feel is right and like that's what you have to do at the end of the day and like make sure that you can live with your conscience at the end of the day as well but don't let somebody walk all over you either so it's just finding that like happy balance and yeah I mean there there really isn't a perfect way to do it so you just have to kind of like listen to your gut on that one I love it Okay, so like, here's the next T. Okay, are we ready? I'm all about boundaries. I'm all about policies. I'm all about having cancellation fees. Like, I'm all about it. Okay. But as we have come to this like boundary awakening in the past two, three years, I have been seeing very irresponsible, very irrational, very like intense behavior. And I think it comes from fear and I think it comes from intensity and also people being fed up of being walked all over um and and because we've been walked all over as an industry as a service industry for so long but we should not just be charging our fees left and right okay like we should not be fucking like charging everybody like like the second that it happens okay like we really truly shouldn't be like I said, like, think about the ROI of like what you're doing here. Like, think about the long term of what you are doing in this moment, because, you know, charging that cancellation fee on the flip side can get you a one star review. Right. What does that do for your for your business? Right. And a one star review is not a make or break for your business. Don't get it twisted. We could do we're going to do a whole episode about that. Caitlin, write that down for us. A one-star review could not is does not make or break your business. However, if you get multiple or if they are very genuine, like real stories that hit people home, like home and close, then yeah, that can change how people are viewing your business and how they're doing business with you and considering to do business with you. And and that person literally will go and tell like all their friends, all their friends about the bad experience they had with you. Right. So think about that. Think about what you are really doing in the long term to your business in that moment. And if you need to take a moment so that way we don't make any emotional decisions, then take a moment and let them know that you will speak with them later about the situation and that it's all good and that you cancel their appointment. Right. And then get back to them later about it. So that way you can really think about it because 85% of all decisions that human make humans make on average, this is what studies show are all emotional decisions. 85% of the decisions that we make as human beings are based upon emotions. We don't want to make emotional decisions when it comes to our business. So take a second, take a step back and move into it and, and be great with that. I think that we should be preventing the cancellations. We should be proactive, right? Like how much smarter is it to actually kill the problem in the first place instead of having to rectify and deal with the problem after it happens. And so in Previsit Pathway, I teach a lot about how to prevent this from happening. I teach a whole lot about this. And a couple ways that you can do this are, number one, you should be getting a card on file when somebody books with you. And this is the beauty of online booking only, is that everybody will have a card on file, period. 
everybody will have a card on file because they literally can't book an appointment with you unless they put the card down. And it's a non-confrontational way of asking for it, right? Like, it's kind of like weird to like book an appointment in person and be like, okay, I'm going to need a card on file for that. Like, you can do that if you want to, but I mean, it's definitely going to be more confrontational and take you a lot more time. So like, that's so, that's like, I think the beauty of online booking is like every single person has to put a card on file and the card on file is not to charge it. It's to prevent the fucking no-show. It's to prevent the cancellation. It's to show that you aren't playing, right? When somebody puts a card down, they know that they are serious about booking this appointment, right? They know that you have that card and you can charge that card now. So they're not going to F with you. Like, it will literally reduce your no-shows by, like, 80%. I would guarantee you. I would literally bet money. Because I literally don't have that happen to me. Like, I do not have last-minute cancellations. Like, it does. It literally does not happen to me. Like, a 24-hour cancellation does not happen for me. So I highly recommend that you get some card on file. And if, if a deposit – see, I don't really love deposits too much unless you're doing, like, an ex, a big service. Like, when, when we're talking about, like, a four-hour-plus service, like, yes, like, get those deposits down for sure. Or extensions, whatever it may be. Like, if it's a specialty service, it's a really high-ticket service, then get those deposits. But for like little things, for average things, like a card on file is enough, in my opinion. Caitlin, what are your thoughts? I also am a firm believer in the card on file. I think that it definitely minimizes the amount of no-shows that you get. For sure, no-shows. So like, I think that's an important thing to separate here is that no-shows and cancellations are way different. Like they're completely two different like entities. So like if somebody no-shows you, I am firm believer in charging your cancellation fee because yes. they're freaking not yes. even, they're not even sure showing yes. up. But like if somebody is coming to you and is like it, it, honestly like we're still in the covid era so like a lot of the time it's people are canceling because they're sick or they have somebody in their family that's sick. So like it's all about like having that balance. I'm going to circle back to it and like I'm thinking constantly too of like what you always say Hunter is like you don't have your policies to implement them. You have them so that you don't have to implement them. And it just makes so much sense in, like, every facet of this. Yes! And that brings me to my next point. My next tip is use your policies in a way to prevent the shit from happening. You want to prevent the bad behavior. So you have all these policies in place. Great. Fantastic. You should. And actually, let's talk about this really quick. When you have granular policies, like when you have very granular, very specific policies that break down different situations and also leave things up to your discretion, that is when you don't have to have this emotional decision or be killing yourself over whether you're going to be charging the policy or not, right? Because you have standard operating procedures for how you approach these specific situations. For example, in your policies, you could have something that says, in a specific extraneous family emergency this person will get a first strike, right? Like that is a very specific policy. Like that's a very specific granular policy. And I think that's what we need to start doing with our SOPs in our policies. So that way we make less emotional decisions. And when we're decide when we are deciding and making them, we can be like, okay, like we actually have a plan to follow instead of just like doing it in the moment and stressing out about it and having to go on to Facebook and asking everybody their opinions and texting all your hairdresser friends and asking them their opinions, right? Like, if we have just, like, set SOPs, then you don't have to worry about it. Now, should you be flexible? Should you take, like, specific details into consideration? Should you ask yourself, is this an ideal client or not? Yes, but if you have granular policies, it makes the decision-making a lot easier, right? 
So make sure that your policies are as granular and detailed as possible so that way you have them in place and they have your back. Systems such as your policies, they're built to have your back. They're built to support you as you move through being a business owner. That's why I love them so much and that's why I teach them. So build a system that has your back when you're in these tough situations. Now, use the damn policies. Not not implement them, not enforce them. Yes, and in certain circumstances, yes, do that. But what we all too often don't do is make sure our clients are signing, agreeing, and acknowledging these policies. And I'm not just fucking talking about once. I'm not talking about when they first book an appointment with you for the first time. I'm talking about every single time they're going to sit their ass down in your chair. Okay? And I know that everybody's like, what are you fucking talking about? Like, I'm not going to have my client do that every single time. Trust and believe, friend. There is beautiful ways that will make you more money, that will elevate your client experience, that will make you look like a badass to get your clients to sign and acknowledge these policies every single time. And here's the important part about having your policy signed every single time is if you have a liability waiver, which I highly recommend that every single person has in their policies and gets them signed. If you have a liability waiver, then it's going to be making sure that you are that that person is signing away any liability, right? Or I guess like you're taking away your liability, right? <laughs> Am I saying I'm not I'm no fucking lawyer, okay? Taking away your liability from anything that might go wrong, right? They're signing that specifically for that specific appointment, every single appointment, right? And when you have somebody who has signed your policies five times, right? Like five times, and the sixth time they no-show you and you really do want to charge them the policy and they run a fit about it, they dispute it with their bank, you can be like, bitch, here's my five PDFs of them digitally signing my shit, right? And then you're going to win that dispute. And then that person can't say anything, right? So you want to have your people sign these policies every single time. We're going to be coming out with an episode here really soon. And we're going to be talking about this in Beauty Boundary Workshop, which should be coming up kind of soon, um, depending on the time that you're listening to this, in which there's a really beautiful way, like I was saying, how to actually get your clients to sign these policies every single time, but make it an enjoyable and excellent experience for them. So we're going to be talking about that soon. Make sure to look out for that for sure. And check out Beauty Boundary Workshop if you never have before. Here's the thing. Here are my key takeaways. Being a good human is doing good business. Doing good business is being a good human, okay? We want to be understanding. We want to be flexible. We want to understand that these are freaking actual human beings with actual lives who are sitting in our chair. And that does not mean that you aren't an actual human being who needs to make a living for yourself either. But think about the ROI in the moment and think about the impact that you're making and think about the long-term, not the short-term. Try and be as proactive in your decision-making as possible and be prepared instead of reactive and emotional, right? Take time to think about these decisions, taking consideration all of the things that we talked about in this episode, and you'll be good to go. So I really hope this was helpful for you, my friend. Thank you so much for tuning into the Modern Hair Status Podcast. We are so excited to talk to you more about boundaries and automation and systems and all of the good things here. So make sure to catch us in the next episode. If you enjoy listening to the Modern Hair Status Podcast, I would very much appreciate if you left a five-star review wherever you're listening to this, okay? You can spill a little bit of tea about your experience listening and if you've enjoyed your experience with us. And that'll help us reach more people and make a bigger impact in this industry. So thank you so much for helping us with that in advance. So much love to you, my friend. Peace out, Girl Scout. Bye-bye. 
Hey friend, thank you for tuning into the Modern Hairstylist Podcast. My mission here is to help you streamline the operations in your business as much as possible so you can grow with ease and less overwhelm. At the center of all that I teach is all about embracing technology and what it can do for us nowadays. Technology such as digital forms. Digital forms are the core foundation of all that I teach and preach to, and that's why it's so important for us to be using the right software with the right capabilities to carry out all that we need them to. And that's exactly why I partner with and teach to using JotForm. JotForm is a full-feature online form builder that makes it easy to create robust forms and collect important data. It's trusted by over 15 million users worldwide, such as nonprofits, educational institutions, enterprises, small businesses such as us, and so much more. JotForm is a gateway to gathering better information to power your business, and with the right guidance and mentorship, JotForm can absolutely transform the way you do business by automating and streamlining the way you interact with your clients. So if you're ready to get started with JotForm and really truly see how digital forms can transform your business, check out the show notes of this episode for a direct link to get signed up with JotForm. Enjoy all those new digital forms you're able to create now, and I will catch you in the next episode.